Welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini. I am your host, Caleb Pickles. This is season four. Hey! The four seasons. Season four. I'll be your pod for all seasons. That's a Grease 2 reference, everybody, in case you didn't. Are you laughing? Mm-mm. Seems like you are. <laughs> and now I just won't make any sound. <laughs> just, just absolutely quiet. <sighs> uh, but yeah, welcome back, everyone. It's I mean, this isn't the first episode of season four. I don't know why I'm acting like it is. I guess it could be. We'll see. Whichever order I decide to put them out in. It's still nice to welcome people. Yeah, even these people. Even these people. Sometimes you got a question, like, who's still listening? Yeah, and why? And why? <laughs> Are you having fun? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not anymore. Oh this my is God. bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm excited. Uh, I've just made my season four promo photo. Four photos, actually. Three of which look like me. <laughs> One of them in which I look like... <laughs> Judy Garland. Judy Garland combined with Meg Stalter from Hacks after the surgery. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Bitch, you got this, (laughs) bitch. bitch. Love you, girly. But anyway, you'll see that on February. And. You have like and an like like a all star lineup, really. Of, yeah, we've of got talent a lot of stuff. and interviews. And yeah, stuff. we've got a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. I was supposed to record an episode with my boss today, but he's sick. The vid. The, I don't know. Oh, God, I hope not. I'd feel so bad. Oh. But who knows? <laughs> Should have got your flu shot. Yeah. Sorry. So sorry there's Carrie. so many things going around. I know. It the could flu, be a cold, a cough, COVID. Yeah. What variant? Whatever. I had a couple weeks ago where what, I just yeah. was like shitting my brains out. I think that was just diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I rang in the new year, though. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, start with a clean system wow yeah maybe this this year is gonna be your year because <laughs> you, st- you left that shit behind <laughs> so <laughs> I, well, anyway. i'm gonna send this to every guy that i'm talking to right now <laughs> uh speaking of shit today's episode we're t- <laughs> speaking of just a pile of diarrhea diarrhea um we're gonna be talking about the Sex and the City spinoff, and just, just like, like that, that, Big Died. Died. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. This episode is going to have a lot of spoil. Well, really just one spoiler, a couple spoilers. So just be ready. We'll start off with the biggest one, um, in which case we just kind of ruined it anyway. So Big yeah. Dies in episode one, at the end of episode one. But we're going to get into all of that. We've got Adele Marie Stew here today. Hello. For those of you who don't know Adele, you're not a fan of the podcast, so <laughs> this is Adele. If I am your least favorite <laughs> guest, um, I apologize, yeah. but I, I feel like we're going to get into good, some good shit with this, because yeah. I feel like we have a pretty popular opinion of the show. I think so, show. too. Most people I know are not fans, and it's not that we're not fans, but it's that we're not fans. Yeah, like it's not that we're not fans. We just didn't love it. Didn't, yeah. Will we watch season two? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. a fan of Sex in the City, so I'm going to watch the spinoff. But I'm not going to be happy about it. Correct. Yeah. But um, Adele, do you want to you want to plug yourself? 
Um, with, I'll turn with, away first. But. With what? <laughs> uh, do you have any, any, you know, you've, you've got some new stuff happening since you've last been on this podcast, which I think was on the topic of hooking up. Was that the last one you were on? Should we do anything between um, then and now? With Phil. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Did yeah. you talk about yourself on that one? I don't remember. Not really. I don't think. Mm. Um, I didn't have a whole lot. I didn't. <laughs> I was have a, fucked up. I didn't have a whole lot going on then. Um, I yeah. I mean, what's there to know? I'm putting out a weekly newsletter. Um, I am yeah. like a. I not am like a. I actually am. Um, a certified holistic life coach. Mm. Um, doing some meditation coaching. I'm yes. a life purpose coach. I got oh, a whole welcome. lot of stuff going on. I just did a yoga teacher training. So I have a lot of stuff going on, but I put out a weekly newsletter, yeah. settlingin.com. That's I-N-N, as in an in, 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 in. Like in, in. Where Jesus in. got, Jesus got <laughs> turned away so he could be born somewhere. No, Jesus wasn't there. He hadn't been born yet. Yeah. But Mary and Joseph oh, were yeah, turned his, away. Yeah, his family. Yeah. Um, at the end, settling in. <laughs> in case you guys needed that lesson <laughs> on Christianity, there it is. And that's an episode for another day. <laughs> you didn't know what you're turned into when you listened <laughs> to this today. Um, but I put out this newsletter every week that just gives some a uh, little bit of background on just like my 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 business itself, as well as any resources that you might need if you are on a healing journey or you're just trying to like slow down. Um. All together and just try to like like look inwards. Um, so that's that. Um, I'm trying to work on a podcast for myself and some other stuff. But um, yeah, other than that, like if you guys like are looking for a coach, <laughs> we got one. We got one. We got one. She's right here, and there'll be links to stuff in yeah. the episode notes. But and um, such. Yeah. Other than that, when I'm not when I'm not being weird and woo, I am watching Sex in the City yeah. over and over and over again. Right. Um, and I don't know why, but every time I rewatch Sex in the City, I feel like I like blacked out during some of the seasons. Season two in particular, I'm just like, Never what? remember anything. <laughs> yeah, every time it's like a new experience for me. And I'm like, now, did they just... Did they just do this? Like, did they just record this? Because I don't remember shit from yeah. last season. I know it starts with them going to the baseball game, and that's about it. That's all I can tell you from season two. Right. That's it. I don't even remember how season one ended. When's the one that she's, I love New York? I think that's like three or four. Because that's when big moves. Season one ends with big, they're trying to go to like Hawaii or something, and she doesn't go with them. And they break up. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, we're going to get into and just like that and all that fun stuff. But first, of course, we are going to take a quick break for the special news bulletin by making a martini. Welcome back to another making a martini special news bulletin. Here is what's making news. Have you ever popped a massive boner over the green M&M? Well, unless you're Tucker Carlson of Fox News, or a fan of, then the answer is probably no. Mars Wrigley back in 2022 announced a rebranding of their spokesperson candies to, quote, fit a more dynamic, progressive world. This involved character backstories, new designs, but in particular, making the green M&M different by shortening her legs and replacing her boots with sneakers. Far-right conservatives felt it was just another battle of the culture wars, Feminist activists felt that changing the appearance of an M&M an doesn't make her any less sexy, so why do it? And so on and so on and so on. 
But candy and chocolate fetishizer Tucker Carlson has had not only one segment on this topic, but two. Using phrases such as, M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. And other things like, you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them. (laughs) Due to this backlash, Mars Wrigley briefly pulled the spokespeople and replaced them with Maya Rudolph. Which, great, we love seeing Maya Rudolph on screen. But then, five days later, decided that they would announce that the M&M spokes candies would always be a part of them and would be returning for a upcoming Super Bowl commercial. Crisis averted. But should any of us really be all that surprised? Do we not remember the fiasco that happened with the changing of the Potato Head's name? Absolute chaos. I would just like to say that I welcome any and all M&Ms. I will eat green, I will eat purple, I will eat brown, and if you truly know me, you better know that all of those M&Ms will have nuts. So on behalf of everyone here at Making a Martini, we would just like to tell all of you M&M crazies to shut the fuck up. Speaking of fans of Fox News, George Santos, the Republican congressman from New York, is in some hot water and a bad wig. Santos, an openly gay man, has been accused of... Here's the list. He's been accused of fraud with his uh, campaign finances, impersonating a veteran that was raising money for a dog surgery on GoFundMe, being a drag queen in Brazil back in whenever the fuck, lying about his Jewish heritage and the fact that he is a descendant of Fleers of the Holocaust, where he went to college... Oh, and then having an intern to pretend to be Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff to raise money from donors for George Santos. You know, pretty standard stuff. And before anyone comes for me for bringing up the fact that he was a drag queen in Brazil, I would say, hey, that's fine. He can be a drag queen. I think everyone should be a drag queen every now and then. Sometimes all the time. But Santos is an avid supporter of Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill and is also supporting these new laws that will ban drag queen performances from public spaces. So he's a hypocrite. Unfortunately, all of this really came to light after he was already elected, and, well, since then he's even been appointed to some special committees by Kevin McCarthy, which I also think is hilarious, being that Santos used McCarthy to potentially commit fraud. I say potentially because things are still coming out, but in signs of guilt, in my opinion, Santos has recently stepped down from the uh, previously mentioned special committees. Hmm. Interesting, George. Georgie boy. Boy George. Boy who cried Jewish. I'm sure we will be getting more information in the coming weeks, but until then, all I'll say is he sucks. Anyway, with the exception of those two really negative stories about the world, an 11-year-old Colorado boy, Jude Kofi, and I apologize if I use that name incorrectly, who is a child who has been diagnosed with autism, uh, has discovered that he has an incredible gift for his piano skills. His father one day heard music coming from the basement only to find out that it was Jude expertly playing the piano with no training, no lessons, nothing. He was just watching YouTube videos. He can pick up a tune, play along, create improv, and just in general feel music. The story was seen by a local Colorado piano tuner, Bill Magnuson, who was so moved by Jude and his natural abilities and story that he gifted the family a $15,000 grand piano uh, and promises to come and tune it for them once a month under the promise that in conjunction with taking lessons, he also gets to help hone Jude's skills. This act of kindness came as such a special gift to the family who had a few years back moved from Ghana with their two other kids who they needed to support, and then they also still support their extended family who are back home in Ghana. 
Jude is now taking lessons. He plays for parties, plays in his church band, and he has his own YouTube channel. The videos are amazing, and he's recently been seen on the Kelly Clarkson show, where he was gifted the mentorship of Kelly Clarkson's pianist and composer to help Jude along his musical journey. And listen, I'm telling you, watch the video. He is one of the most adorable kids I have ever seen, and he is just so happy and just loves music so much. Just fucking watch it. I got emotional when I did. Doesn't take much. But in a world where people sexualize M&Ms and lie about the Holocaust, we need people like you to outshine those fucking steaming piles. Anyway, that's it. This has been a Making a Martini special news bulletin, and now back to our regularly scheduled programming. And we're back. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hey, cunts. And just that- like... And, ju- and just missed opportunity. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll go back. All right. Yeah. And just like that, we're back. Wow! Wow! We're live. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's um, so let's get into this. So as many of you may or, or may not knew, knew come from Canada. Hello. Uh, but back in 2021, December yeah. 2021, mm-hmm. um, uh, the spinoff, and just like that, premiered on HBO Max. We are, what, 10 years after the second movie? Yeah. I think. Right at the end of, they really pick up at the end of the pandemic, which there's a lot of lines about the pandemic in this. So if you're looking for something to escape that, this is not the show for you. Also, if you're a fan of Sex in the City, this might not be the show for you. <laughs> but <laughs> do you know people that do you know people that didn't watch it that were big fans of Sex in the City? People that didn't watch it that were fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I only know like one or two. I might know one. Yeah. Um, and they said that just they just had absolutely no interest in 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 watching and it. Seeing it. And I think a lot of it had to do with that the that missing piece, that missing link, that fourth member, Samantha, mm-hmm. yeah, Kim Cattrall, like fuck y'all, yeah, I'm done, yeah. Twenty years is a long time to play the same character for sure, and especially as you get older. I mean, her character was probably naked the most. Oh yeah, fucking the most. You could draw her boobs from memory. Yeah, if I really tried, I wouldn't, but you could. Great boobs, though. great boobs, great boobs. I'm sure they're still great for her. <sighs> But yep. yeah, and so another spoiler: Samantha is not in this in this at all. Um, and they, it's kind of they do address it pretty head on because mm-hmm. you kind of have to. You can't not yeah. <laughs> address like the elephant in the room. And uh, the story is that Samantha gets a job in London and takes it because Carrie supposedly fired her after. You know, they made the realization that there's no money in books, so Carrie didn't need a publicist. Yeah. Even though that's Samantha was a PR person and not a publicist. Yeah. And it's like, you're on a podcast now, but spoiler alert, she starts, <laughs> she has, Carrie has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, she, she was a manager for Smith and Sex in the City for years. Right. Just like and managing him a as a talent actor. person. Right. Yeah. So there's like no reason that she couldn't have continued. I mean, granted, the issue wasn't, <laughs> I don't think that was the, the problem. The problem is Kim Carl just didn't want to fucking do it. Yeah. But I just feel like that story point is just, I don't know, like, <laughs> 
they had ideas on a dartboard and threw one, and that's the one that it hit. Yeah. Yeah, I think they also wanted to make it, like, because I, I think they wanted to make it, like, like, like that so that the character could still be around a little bit in this season. Yeah. Like, so, because, like, honestly, they could have just killed her off. People thought they were going to. Yeah. I thought they were going to. Yeah, instead they killed off Big. But it's like... <laughs> Sorry. It, it, yeah. Like, they could have done that, but instead they're like, okay, like, maybe we'll make it. So, like, what would be a reasonable, feasible, feasible thing for two friends to, like, drift yeah. apart? And <clears throat> because it happened during the pandemic, I think it also, like, it really added that extra layer of space and distance between them. Like, not yeah. only is oh, she in a different country, but there's a global... Pandemic, pandemic they couldn't where, see each other and they live in new york city which was like one of the crazier places right with like restrictions and, and stuff like yeah. that that's true that's a good point yeah i just thought of that so like maybe it just <laughs> thank you so maybe they're just like okay like this but you know also that could just be me thinking like too deeply into something that isn't what it is well at the end of the day <laughs> they weren't friends they weren't friends in <laughs> they real weren't life. friends in real life so yeah um, well, I, we talked about this before we started, and I, I thought that maybe the best way to go about this would be to maybe talk about the few things that we liked, <laughs> yeah. um, and then we'll sort of start to get into the, the the whole idea of it by talking about like the new characters, the old characters, who's changed, who's the same, what about them. I mean, I'll be honest, probably almost all of the new characters, maybe with the exception of the kids... I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, if the show was just about the new characters, I'd be on board. Yeah. What did I like about this season? And maybe even we should just start with the characters, because I feel like we'll go down some rabbit holes with some of these characters. Because the, the two things that I can think of, the, the, the two things that I actually liked about it, deal directly with some of the characters we're going to talk about. Yeah. Why don't you start? So let's... The first new character we meet, we'll start with new because I think the old ones are going to take some time to get into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the first new character we meet is called LTW, Lisa Todd Wexley, mm-hmm. played by R. Nicole Parker. And she's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. She's like a fun, badass character. Yeah. She's like on the the best dressed Vogue list or something like that. She's a film documentarian, like award winning. Mm-hmm. She's cool. Mm-hmm. We like her. We like her. She's some of her outfits for being her being best dressed. There are some things that she wore that I was like, "Why are your sleeves so big, girl?" So big, yeah, so, so big. Um, yeah, I like her taste in art, which is a topic in one of the mm-hmm. episodes. And I like that her husband is played by Christopher Jackson, mm. who is so fine. I said, "My seat sweat." I said, "Thank you." <laughs> um, yeah, she's fabulous. Um. that's really all i can really say about her she doesn't have like a whole lot going on she's just sort of charlotte's friend because that poor poor charlotte needs a friend (laughs) poor charlotte needs a friend yeah that can put up with her that bullshit and and can stand to look at her face we were watching the documentary afterwards and they were saying that a lot of people saw is this correct a lot of people saw that um they had a new character which was ltw and um people thought that she was going to be replacing Samantha and mm-hmm. so she got a lot of like hate kind of right off the bat yeah. because people were like 
you know how people she'll never be samantha are. yeah, yeah. people and, can't handle this m&m debacle right now they clearly couldn't handle yeah. nicole <laughs> ldw being a character on the <laughs> show size M&M. i can't believe it um, <laughs> um but i really liked how they how the um director was talking about it so if you watch the <laughs> hello, hello if you watch this first episode, the way they introduce this character, she's standing while the three main characters are sitting at the table um, having breakfast. And the whole reason that they keep her standing while the rest are sitting um, is so that way she isn't introduced as that fourth piece, as, as like the, the new Samantha. Right. So they said that the second they had the other girls leave, the other women leave the table, then they had her sit down. Um, which I thought was like really, I thought that was really clever and it was something I didn't notice in the show. But I'm also, I like, I I, I have to give them props for doing, for um, being like, you know, we're not going to like erase this like pivotal character's um, story and replace her immediately within the first 10 minutes with someone new. Right. Because it was pretty much right away. Like they got maybe 10, yeah, probably 10 minutes in, not even. Yeah. And you get this like new character who's very sort of fabulous in her own way yeah just in a very you know not samantha not samantha no one in this show takes the place of samantha correct yeah i think sima who we'll get into in a little bit probably is the closest but she's just so like quiet calm like commanding Mm -hmm. but um so we like LTW. We like LTW. Let's skip over Charlotte's kids, who technically aren't new characters as they did exist in the second movie. Yeah. But just not this. I don't know. I don't really remember them. I don't remember them in the second movie at all. That's because it, things got a little offensive when they went to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. For whatever reason. <laughs> I just remember Lawrence of My Labia. <laughs> Lawrence of My Labia. <laughs> That yeah. was funny. Samantha. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Naya Wallace, Miranda's professor. Yeah. Yeah. We love her. So well, Miranda is going back to school. To do, um, not criminal justice I law. I think it's like social immigration justice. Law, social justice this law. Is like some kind of social She justice makes this whole speech about how when the immigration ban thing happened. Yeah. So Miranda is going back to uh, school. Um, she is the o- oldest person in her class, and she mistakes her um, her professor as another student. And it is this uh, just kind of like amazing and cool and chill black woman. Yeah. Um, and there's an awkward encounter. It's really uncomfortable. There's <laughs> conversation about hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Complimenting um, on a black woman's hair. It's she just... said she Miranda didn't know that she was the professor because of like her locks. <laughs> Does she have locks or she have braids? Braids. My bad. I'm sorry, everyone. Right. I do know the difference. I just can't remember. It's episode one. I mean, that's true. We're still really on episode one. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this like whole awkward encounter encounter with her that you know you kind of like and it. Uh, Never mind. You watch it. You'll be unhappy with Miranda. Miranda. And we'll talk. We'll talk. It's That's not, what yeah, I, yeah. It has nothing to do with Nia Wallace because later on, when we know a little bit more about her, I was telling you one of the things I really like about her is that her storyline really kind of delves into the question of motherhood and really not even just parenthood in general. It doesn't really have, I don't think, have anything to specific about motherhood Mm -hmm. but just like the idea of do i want a child do i you know that she goes through um 
IVF and failed attempts and and different things like that, which is, you know, probably relatable to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. But um, what I think is really cool is that idea of, of, should I even be a parent? Do Mm -hmm. I want a child? Because it's, I don't know why it's just, it's kind of a big topic right now, especially Mm -hmm. with Chelsea Handler's thing that just came out, her special talking about how she feels so justified in her decision to not have kids after a pandemic because it looked awful. Yeah. Which it did look awful. But um, the whole idea of, it's like, well, if I'm not sure, why should I bring a kid into this world? Like, who what, who am I doing any favors for? Yeah. And I like that struggle with her, especially in conjunction with her husband, mm-hmm. who really, really wants one. To, yeah. And I'm excited. To, that's one of the storylines I am I did I did really like and I'm excited to see if that continues into season two. I'm sure it has to. I actually while you were talking, I also was like, I kinda like her dynamic with Miranda, who, you know, I think they brought this up a little bit in the documentary, but Miranda in whatever season it was, season four, season five, with her making the decision to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like she never really wanted to have one. Yeah. And she never really thought that her and Steve could even have one because she had her lousy ovary and Steve has one ball. one ball. And they ended up having, you know, they ended up having a baby and she was going to terminate it. And then she ends up having it. So it's very interesting that they have this dynamic with this woman who never really wanted to be a mother. Yeah. Now, you know, meeting this woman who maybe wants to be a mother but isn't sure. But maybe sure. doesn't want to be a mother. Yeah. yeah. And so I just like like the like the their relationship formed off that cuz I think Miranda's maybe even like, you know, with with as we'll, we'll get into with Miranda's shift of like and I having an identity crisis, it's almost kind of like um Naya is like what could have been mm-hmm. for Miranda. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. My seat's wet again. <laughs> Scooter. <laughs> um, now we now we're really digging deep in here. Deep. deep. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile, the like writers are just like, "Ow, now we just want to have his character. It's like kind of issue." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but paired with Miranda. Yeah, but you know, I really like that scene with the two of them. They're like in a restaurant having the conversation about is motherhood worth it, mm-hmm. and Miranda's like. It depends on the day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure that is probably how it is for a lot of parents. For sure. I'm sure no parent would admit to that, though. And I like that they do that. They're like, sometimes it really sucks. <laughs> and I like that because with Miranda's whole character shift, I wouldn't even call it an arc, but just like her shift. Her like, it's nice to hear her yeah. have a little bit of Miranda yeah. in her, too. That's like the probably the most sensible yeah. she is throughout the whole show. Yeah. The rest, I'm like, who the fuck is who this? Who is this bitch? Um, okay, so we have LT Dub, we have Naya. Naya. Um, we'll go. We'll hit Jackie, who is the other right. podcast host that carries on comic relief. He's funny. Yeah. I don't really have much for him. I don't really. I have absolutely nothing for him. Yeah. Um, so we might as well talk about Che Diaz. Ugh. A resounding ugh. A resounding ugh. And I don't know if it's just because, and this we'll probably talk about more with Miranda, because I, I really don't believe that the issue is that Che exists. If Che existed as a character in this world and had nothing to do with Miranda, I'd probably be, I'd probably love this character. But because of how they intersect, yeah, I'm just like... Yeah, I, I kind of go like, I keep bumping my thing. I kind of go in all different directions with that because I see Che as just like a big fucking loser. Like oh, I yeah, see Che right. as just like a loser. Like they're 
40 some years old just smoke a bunch of weed and they just want to be fucking famous and i get that like i totally i get it i'm almost there you know (laughs) but i'm just kind of like and you know every conversation they're like oh i didn't get oh i like oh i dm me this or like oh i didn't see anything because i had so many gms all the time like suck my dick like oh i I, line from the show I just had a Diaz line. I really have an issue with just like influencer culture to begin with. And so I feel like that character just like, I don't know, just hits a nerve that I just like, I hate them. And then what, what their character brings to the show, you know, in terms of like Miranda's character development just like irritates me. It's just kind of like the cherry on top. Ironic use of the word. Cherry. Uh, no, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. I, I definitely don't think that. One of the things that, and just like that, tried to do was fix some of the quote unquote mistakes that Sex in the City made. Right. And I feel like the Che Diaz character was such a big push for them to fix some of those mistakes by being yeah. what does she say hold on i think i have it written down uh or i'm sorry they they say that um they are the queer non-binary irish catholic diva i think that's how they describe themselves in the very first like the first time you meet them um and it was just like yeah, I think I I think that's a big reason why Che Diaz exists in this world was for that reason alone. Okay, and I, and I think we'll sort of start talking about this too once because as we've been talking, um, we've mentioned one, two, three, four new characters so far. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about you know a couple more. All of them, with the exception of the children, are in some way diverse. Right, right. We've got black characters. We've got um, there's a whole lot of brown. There's a there's there's a lot of brown. It's actually like when you think about it, it's a whole lot of brown. With the exception all of different the shades kids. of, but it's brown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. Um. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about Andre Wallace, Nia's husband. He's mm-hmm. a musician. He wants a kid. That's really the dynamic. And the only a compl- or complaint I have is that he has a sex scene in which he is maybe going to rip her boobs off. We're not sure, but she either just really loves that, but he is grabbing on and holding on for dear life. Dear life. And at first, Caleb and I watched it, and we thought it was, like, maybe because she, as an actress, like, didn't want her, like, boobies showing. Show. But then she, but, like, lays down on top and then rolls over and her whole boobs out. So yeah. I'm like, I don't that know. That was a choice that some intimacy coordinator made. Hopefully they had one. Yeah. Because, I mean, this show should. Yeah. I just know that if someone did that to my my boobs, they would probably just like I'd smack them across the face. It'd be yeah, like maybe you're about that's to what they want. My nippies off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. He's one. Yeah. Yeah. One. Uh, Herbert Wexley, LTW's husband. We don't really get a whole lot of him. No. At all, we really get probably more character development from his mom, who's only in like two episodes, I think. But he's. I mean, it's Chris Jackson, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I was waiting for him to sing, or at least take a shirt off. Something. That's all. I don't have anything for him. Me either. Just a thought. Yeah. Let's talk about Seema. 
She's our other new character. Seema. That's that's main. I think that's really the last one. I don't think there's any more. I'll look real quick. Yeah. You talk about Seema. Seema is Seema. Carrie's realtor. And they describe her as like a real estate mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a um Indian woman. She is fabulous. Her um license plate of her car says Seema, Seema. NYC. Um and she is probably the new, like what I would, what I would consider the new Samantha. Mm-hmm. Less, um, like she talks about her sexual escapades, I guess, but mm-hmm. she she really, really only has one hookup, like in the in show. the show. Yeah, she comes at it more from like a relationship standpoint. Yeah, whereas Samantha would be a sexual standpoint. But I yeah. think they're the closest to to yeah. Um, she's just, yeah, again, like just very fabulous. Her, she's, she's brought on to, um, sell Carrie's house because as we brought up, um, big, big died, <laughs> big died. Uh, and that, I mean, that is the theme of this, of the series mm-hmm. or th- this season. Um, but Seema is brought on to help Carrie sell her, her apartment and, um, they just form like a really good relationship. They become fast friends and, um, Seema is just kind of invited to the group. But her character is, even though she's, like, so fabulous, she's just, like, very, like, she's just very, like, soft. And I was telling Caleb, like, every, almost every line just kind of ends like this. And so, Carrie, so I was going to sell your house, and I noticed that the wallpaper was in the thing. Yeah. You know? It all goes down. Yeah, at the end. like yeah. nothing. Even if it's a question. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ends up like this. It's, like, all like this. It's a Pittsburgh question. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Pittsburgh question. It's a SEMA question, if you will. But um, we were watching the documentary, and um, it just turns out like that's that's, that's just how that's, she that's how, how she, she is. Sounds. Yeah, because yeah. at first I was like, oh, maybe she's just not a good actress, you know? Because there's something about her that doesn't quite hook me. I like her, but I'm not like obsessed with her. Yeah. Like I don't want to move to NYC and be her. I've growing up, I was like, I need to be Samantha Jones. Yeah. But. I do love that there will not be another Samantha Jones. No, because there can only be one. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, Seema, she's cool. She smokes cigarettes. Yeah, that was nice. In her car. Yeah. That's it was cool. nice to see someone smoke on this fucking show again. Yeah. It made me want a cigarette real bad. Makes me want a cigarette real bad. Makes me want a cigarette <laughs> real bad. We love you, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> who should be, who on should be on the show. And just like that. There was, remember, was she on an episode? Yeah, she was yeah. the purse party. Yes. This is my fabulous purse party. Yeah. I'm way too fucking fragile to see this. <laughs> when Samantha's <laughs> fucking <laughs> Smith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. She deserves the world. She does deserve the world. <laughs> and she's getting it. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. Anyway, this is now an episode about Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Um, so the only other new people that we have um, are Rose and Lily, Charlotte's kids. Lily, nothing really. I mean, she has the period storyline about a girl who gets her period. But other than that, I can't really say. Oh, the she, sexuality episode. She's a finsta. Yeah, a finsta. She's got a. Yeah. And I really, that is another one of the things that I really like. Charlotte's relationship with her kids are one of the things that I really, really like, even though all I want to do is slap the silicone right out of Charlotte. I know. Charlotte is pumped up. Yeah. And annoying as fuck. 
Uh, But the relationship that's written in the script, I think, is really well done with, um, you know, with with Lily, who is the the first adopt. She's the adopted child from the season series finale. Yeah, they they get her at the end of the sixth season, right? Yes. Yeah, she um, walks in on Charlotte about to blow Harry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the first fake penis of the episode, I think. Maybe second. I don't remember the order that it happens in. But it's a giant schlong (laughs) that we see. But anyway. Good for Charlotte. Good for Charlotte. Good for Harry. You know? I love love that for them. Never seen a Jewish stick that big. No. But uh, Charlotte gets nervous and slams the door so Lily can't see. And then it becomes an episode about talking about sexuality and how her generation was, was brought up to be uncomfortable with their sexuality and they weren't supposed to be confident and they weren't supposed to show skin and they weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly kind of same. I would, I would think like even girls that would wear like, you know, like we had to do like the fingertip rule Mm -hmm. in in high school for girls. And it was such like bullshit. Like you're going to send this girl home because her dress is like a sliver of an inch shorter than what it would be if her like hands came down like what if she's got long arms yeah you fucking dictator son of a bitch yeah we had to wear tights with our skirts <laughs> oh my god like well, you went to a catholic well no yeah, you went, I to, went catholic to catholic school the whole time yeah mm, nuns mm-hmm. nonsense mm-hmm. but um but i like that i like that aspect of lily the period story i'm like eh. yeah the period story probably bothers me so what happens is Lily gets her period before she's supposed to go to a pool party and she has to learn how to use a tampon yeah and it takes up just way too much time it's it's that whole show storyline for charlotte yeah is this this tampon yeah thing it's just it's like ridiculous Um, and maybe it's because i cannot relate in any way shape or form from the side of a a young girl getting her period as i'm not a young girl who's ever gotten their period yeah in case you guys didn't know or a mother i'm not a mother i have to say i will give charlotte like props for that because um our generation of of girlies growing up our parents just kind of like i don't know gave us a book like like most of us got this book that came from like the people who did like all of the American girl stuff like the American girl brand it wasn't like the the dolls or anything that'd be so weird (laughs) and they're like and and Samantha from 1920 got her got her first period um but they did they did this book that was like so you've got your period and like our parents like our moms just gave it to us and like let us know if you have any questions and I was like well I have so many um, so I will give Charlotte props for like showing her daughter how a tampon. She, she is does so to many different tactics. She does yeah. like meditation. She's like, "Do you want me to show you on me?" Yeah, and her daughter's <laughs> like, "Ew, no, gross." Where I like, would prob- that would have been the most helpful. Yeah, probably. I would have been like, "Actually, would you mind?" Um. Yeah, mom, whip your pussy out. <laughs> <laughs> I just got like the chills. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, the horror. Um. Glad my mom doesn't listen to this. I don't know how to come back from that, but um, she. So Charlotte is a good. She's a good mom. But I, if I can segue into Please. the next question, our next question, the next character, her daughter Rose slash Rock. Yes. Who you don't meet? I don't remember. I just don't remember season um or season the, the second, second movie. movie. It was it was a baby. A baby. It okay. was a baby that cried all the time. Oh okay. Because like in the first movie is when she gets pregnant with her. Right. So I have a, do they have a miscarriage or something? Not in the is first movie. 
they have a miscarriage, I think, in like the season five. Okay, right, right. Okay, yeah. So they finally get yeah. Anyway, so they have Rose, um, who is a little tomboy. Yeah. In the first couple of episodes. And then we find out that she wants to be They. They. Yeah, non binary. Right. Totally fine. Um, but she also like I don't know. It just seemed it almost just seemed like too like too much. It was too much yeah. It was I think this was another instance where I think they were very much trying to they they overcorrected. Yeah. With something and it's not to say that there are not kids out there that feel the same way, of course. But for a character that was rather small in the grand scheme of I mean th- I mean Rock honestly got like a bit more like screen time I think than like any of the other kids. Steve, right. who we haven't even gotten to, and like one of the biggest for sure plot points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they get the they mitzvah, and they they get like this like drama at school, and the changing the name that like everyone at school knows, but the parents don't. Like, there was right. so much it, going on with this character. You had a pretty, or they had a pretty big. Um, they had a pretty big storyline. Storyline, but what I I did like, and we looked, we even watched the the clip before, was that Charlotte is very accepting of like this change and may not understand it, but still, that was, <laughs> that was the a chair. chair. <laughs> that was the chair. In case it might not even show up, and people might just hear us say that was the chair. <laughs> No scooter. Like, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, Jan. But um yeah, Charlotte's acceptance of it and just sort of like the unconditional love aspect is I think very quintessential Charlotte. Yeah. And I, I liked seeing at least that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of out of the Charlotte character. Yeah. I would agree. And then there's Brady. He's just a little sex crazed maniac who doesn't really Ew. serve a purpose throughout the whole show. No, his other than character- to introduce Miranda to Che. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Outside of that, he I don't know what he does. Yeah, I was honestly, I was, I was irritated that he had like he had like his character in every scene that he was in he was like doing something bad like he was just like a bad kid mm-hmm. and and Miranda and Steve were just like yeah you know kids would be kids but he's like fucking his girlfriend so disgustingly so hard, hard. <laughs> with his parents sh- sharing a wall sharing a wall and like that's just like like i couldn't i couldn't i could never like i could mm-hmm. never like have i yeah, yeah. but Quietly. Brady gave me major Ian vibes. Ian's my brother. Oh my god. Sorry, Ian. Does Ian I mean, listen to this? T- no. Oh. <laughs> my family doesn't listen. <laughs> I love the support. <laughs> no. We do love it. Granted, I also just said, yeah, mom, whip your pussy out like five cool. minutes ago. So <laughs> maybe they shouldn't. But um, hearing a relative have sex is never something that should ever have to happen. Yeah, I don't even want to hear like my friends have sex. No offense. Have you ever heard me have sex? No, have you ever uh, heard me have sex? No. Nice. Okay, good. Good for us. Yeah, that wasn't me coming at you. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was just me, like, saying, I got like, really nervous. I'm like, but then I was also like, when would that ever have even occurred? <laughs> like, in what situation have we ever been in where we've had a significant other person around? Yeah, you and I have our own homes. Yeah. We're pretty good about that. Yeah. 
Um, regardless. Anyway. <laughs> so I was just, I was also grossed out because he's like supposed to be like, like young, like high school or something like that, right? Yeah, he isn't. Nice. Yeah. Um, maybe he's. Is he college? College. Because he goes backpacking. Oh, or like Peace Corps or something. Yeah. Either way, I was just, I honestly, it just like disturbed me. I think it's college because I think the girlfriend makes a reference to a thesis. Now if you, but, okay, so there's that. And then I watch fucking like Euphoria where they're in high school and they're like riding each other. Yeah. And I'm like, so that's many, fine. That's, yeah, it's great. But this show, I'm like, that's so How disgusting. High schoolers should not be having sex. Oh God. Foul. Um, yeah, so that's Brady. And that, I think that's it for all the new characters. So let's talk about... The old ones. The old let's ones. Let's start with the non-main three. Yeah, let's talk about Steve. Okay, well, let's talk about Big. Big died. Big dies. The end. That's really... I mean, he plays his same big role mm-hmm. in the beginning. The one thing that I do want to talk about, because I really liked what they did, and I like that it becomes a theme, is that during the pandemic, Big and Carrie did a record of the day. Yeah. Which was really cute, because if you watch Sex and the City, you know Big Legs Records. And the last record that they do dinner to is Todd Rundgren. Yeah, Rundgren. And the song that plays is Hello, It's Me. And they're listening to it and making dinner and blah, blah, blah. Big dies, right? We know that that happens. We've said it multiple times. Yeah. It's It winds up being the song that's played at his funeral, like when the slideshow happens, which people stop putting slideshows at funerals. It's only there to make people cry. Yeah. The fuck? Showboaty. Yeah. We did it at my uncle's and I was not great. If you guys show a slideshow at mine, I want it to be I like, want it to be the trashiest photos. <laughs> Trash raunchy. Yeah. Like this stuff. My that, nudes. Nudes, yeah. <laughs> and don't I'm, even don't even cover up the nipples. Yeah. I want you to go into my grinder and just screenshot the things that I've said. Yeah. And then put that up. Like that guy that messaged me and said, I kinda wanna take you out to eat. I kinda wanna blow your back out. And I said, <laughs> Why not eat my back out? I want that at my funeral. What was the one? Oh, remember I sent you the one and it was just the guy that was like, hey, you want to come over and shit on me? <laughs> and I said, no, thank you. I was like, I was like, example, Caleb was so modest and kind. Example A. <laughs> just, just a friend of the people. Anyway. So, hello, it's me. <laughs> so, hello, it's me. But the thing that I really like about it, because I have i don't know if I've ever heard that song before. It's a it's a good song. I like the like beat. But the lyrics are really foreshadowing-y. Yeah. You know? So, like, the first thing is, hello, it's me. I've thought about us for a long, long time. Maybe I think too much, but something's wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something here. Don't last too long. Maybe I shouldn't think of you as mine. And I like, I think that's more of a little bit of a, for Carrie, mm-hmm. because Big's about to die. Yeah. Sorry, the computer's really far away and the font's small. <laughs> so you just have to, I, I can read. <laughs> uh, then there's also like, think of me, you know that I'd be with you if I could. I'd mm. come around to see you once in a while, or if I ever, I sound so <laughs> troubled. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> I'll come around to see you once in a while, or if I ever need a reason to smile and spend the night if you think I could. And I think that one's more, like, for Mm. a big. Yeah. Because he's about to die after riding a Peloton. Yeah. Which they did put um, Jess King, who was an actual Peloton instructor, she played 
Allegra. Allegra. Who he tell that whore Allegra I said hi. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines of the whole show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but I, I like that. And that you, we hear that theme played a lot throughout. Anytime there's like a reference to like their marriage or relationship, it sort of underscores it. And yeah. I really like that. And yeah. I like when they, I like when shows and, and movies do that. They'll put like something like that in where it's not like thrown in your face. Cause I've seen, and just like that, I've, I've watched it through three times. The first time it came out, I tried it again just to be like, maybe it'll be better. And then for this episode to like just do research. Yeah, and I didn't realize it until the this most recent time of watching it. Yeah, and I didn't realize it till you you literally just like brought up the song, and then I kept hearing it mm-hmm. in it, and I was like, oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, but they they do that too with um a lot, and it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a nice move. Yeah. Um, but that's big. Big. That's big. That's big. He's dead. He's dead. And just like that, big died. It was actually, it was, it, it, I was sad. I, I cried. And this was before, you know, Chris Noth, after this came out, like had this big, we like the sexual, sexual assault, sexual abuse, sexual assault. Yeah. Like scandal. Yeah. And I think they'd already filmed everything. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, the, the season was out. He had, a, he had died because Peloton did an ad with him and with Jess him King. With him in it. Right. Yeah. And then it was like a couple weeks later that, 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 that came, came out. out. Yeah. But um, it was, you know, it was. I was sad. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they killed off Big. The like thing, this whole series has been about Big yeah. and getting with Big. And let's just address that because here's the thing. So the idea of Big dying was the original idea for the third movie that they were going to make, but they mm-hmm. didn't want to make it without Samantha. Mm-hmm. So they, it was just that was it. But the original idea for that movie was that Big was going to die. And it was going to be about how Carrie deals with it. And so they really just kind of recycled that and was like, well, let's just turn it into a, a, a series that's now getting a second season. <laughs> Whatever. But um, I don't know. I think it's a really big disservice to the fans. And as much as I don't like the character Carrie Bradshaw, I think it's a big disservice to just like her existence as a character. Like mm-hmm. she spends six years of a show two movies all about this journey to find love. And then with this series, they decide to take it away from her. So she has to just start over again because they didn't have granted. I don't know what else they could have done. I'm sure they could have done something. They could have killed Steve off and then Miranda, you know, finds Che kind of thing, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Like that could have been something, but it just it just doesn't seem like or you know i mean willie garson died stanford died yeah in real life yeah it could have been about her losing her best friend or samantha died but they chose big this like you said yeah the whole series has just been about her finding love particularly with this guy with this guy it's always been about it's always big. been about yeah, big exactly and then they killed him and, but the thing is, I have to notice is like she, nothing about Carrie changed after her husband died. No. You know, like when like people grieve, which I have, I have done, mm-hmm. I feel like I have had a change, a, a whole character of course, arc. Yeah. And I feel like Carrie Bradshaw is still the exact same, just with like hip problems. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just like, give her a bad hip. They're like, we're, we're going to kill off your husband, but like. But don't worry, we're going to. You're still you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And every and guess what? Everything is really going to be about you this time, yeah. girly. You got this. Yeah. Like, I know you always made it about you before, but like, now you're really going to make it about you and yeah. no one can say anything because like your husband died. Yeah. Carrie's Carrie is one of those people, and we've just recently talked about this. Carrie is one of those people that likes when bad things happen to them. Oh, fuck Carrie Bradshaw. Sorry, just had to yeah. say it. Yeah, but that's big anyway. Anyway, so Big's dead. Big's dead. Um, let's, let's talk because I think it'll be easy. Let's talk about Harry. Harry's there. The same. Yep. Lovable. Mm-hmm. Probably the most consistently the same. Yeah. <sighs> Good guy. Big dick. Oh, he's so cute. He's he is so really cute. cute. He's very cute when they go to the party with all black people. Oh my God. Yeah, there's an episode that go party with all black people in them. And she's like, Charlotte is Charlotte. And just like, ugh, trying to like hype him up. And she's like, remember all the black, the black things that we've talked about, like black <laughs> authors, black book, black this, black that. And so he's like, okay. okay. <laughs> they even bring up how like um, LTW is like, he was sweating through his shirt yeah <laughs> because he like didn't know what to didn't talk know what about. to say yeah so he's cute yeah we love harry um we can talk about stanford oh stanford i know also i think probably pretty consistently the same yeah i do feel like they did him like an injustice because he's really only in i think you said the first three episodes he's in the first three episodes and his part's very like minuscule and then the very yeah. last time, if you guys didn't know, but that that actor passes away, he right. does pass away, and um, in real life, and the last time you see him, they're all at like brunch this, or lunch together, and he's getting hit in the back with a door. Like yeah. every time somebody walks through, it's like one of those what are kitchen. they called kitchen net doors? Yeah, whatever. you never, and he just keeps galley getting door? yeah a galley door, and yeah. he just keeps getting hit in the back yeah. because he decides to show up to a lunch that was supposed to be just for three people or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And then the way that they like kill off his character, or get rid of his character is that he leaves his husband, Anthony, who he marries in the first movie, right? Second movie. Second movie. He marries him. Um and he follows an influencer <laughs> to China. Uh-huh. And that's it. To be her representation. And like that's how they get that's it for Stanford. Like yeah. that's it. Now, the only thing I would say is that maybe there might have been more and maybe he just couldn't do it. Because he was sick. Because he was sick. Because even in the documentary, they were like, if he could have done one more day, one more hour, maybe there was more that was supposed to. Because I know Anthony even says you were supposed to see a little bit more of their troubled relationship, but we never got it. Yeah. So maybe there was more and that was just the best they could do like on short notice. Because maybe Willie Garson, the actor, was just like, I can't. I can't do it. So like, I might wonder if like, even if like. In the next even like episode, if this like other TikTok influencer or whatever was supposed to like even maybe be a character, yeah, maybe it was so abrupt. But it was really abrupt, and it yeah. just was like okay. And uh, yeah, I get like I commend them for working with what happened, but but you also don't find out until so he, the last time we see him is episode three, but we don't find out until episode six that he's left. Yeah. So they had two episodes in between to really plenty of time work to... it out and that was what they came up with yeah so it's a little whatever but R.A.P. yeah he was so the sad. original gay from from episode one i know i'm so cute i know yeah that's a uh what's the guy who plays anthony's name uh mario mario he, mario. he even said like 
he wasn't in a lot of like the episodes and stuff because like like you could only do one one gay at a time yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um. But everyone loved everyone loved Stanford. So no, you could not love Stanford. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, let's talk about Anthony. Anthony, he did not. He was like really nothing in the series. Mm-mm. Couple episodes. Yeah. Um. He was planning Charlotte's wedding to Trey. That's when you first meet him, and mm-hmm. then. Just like sort of like peppered. In. Yeah. When did they try to hook him up with Stanford? Remember, the he literally was just show like ew. <laughs> where Carrie falls. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just kind of like like yeah peppered in, and then this series he has a bit more prominent of a of a role. He becomes better friends with Carrie. Carrie, which she was Charlotte's friend. Yeah. I mean, they still, still have is. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he runs a, uh, a bread company where like hot guys, I think it's just called like the hot guys, the hot buns. Yeah. Something. Where these like hot guys like deliver bread. Yeah. I like the concept. I wish like a hot guy would bring me bread. Yeah. Drop a focaccia off. Yeah. I would be like, whew. Right. But that's, that's Anthony. I don't really have anything. He was, he's pretty much, he's pretty consistent. His old self. He's yeah. He's consistently there. Um, he has a good conversation with Rose slash Rock. Oh, yeah. Rock decides to, you know, not really want to be invested in their they mitzvah. Which Charlotte, like, worked her ass off to do. And she feels like she feels like she feels like she feels like. Can I speak? I don't know. Hello? She feels like she feels like she feels like she feels like. (laughs) She feels like she failed as a mother because or as a Jewish mother because she. Because her... She's raising her Jewish daughter to be Jewish, and her Jewish daughter is... Wants her to Jewish be... Her Jewish later doesn't <laughs> want to do it. Anyway, so Anthony comes in, and he's like, you need to grow the Get fuck up. Get your shit together, bitch. And I just thought it was so cute. Yeah. So it's Anthony. <laughs> I just thought that was adorable. <laughs> so Pierre. Um. Okay, so then the only other... Outside of the remain three that we have are is Steve. Steve, can we talk about what Miranda does to Steve? Because I've yeah. like, I've like, I've thrown it in there so many times. I think we're gonna have to just like work from Steve into Miranda. Yeah, which isn't gonna be happening anytime soon. Ayo! <laughs> hey, and that's because Steve and Miranda get very comfortable with their life together. And guess what? Fucking Miranda is not happy with her life. Can you believe what a shock? The most boring character who's been so boring throughout the entire time is like, I'm bored. <laughs> what? <laughs> now? Now? With your, like, bitch, I would take Steve. I would take Steve in, in a, a heartbeat. heartbeat. I would he have always, so much. I would have always taken Steve. Yeah. Oh, so what happens is Miranda decides to start hooking up with Che Diaz. Yeah. Carrie's podcast producer or podcast host friend mm-hmm. the, the fucking loser and so she asked steve for a divorce yep steve another thing after all this time after all this time if you watched the first movie they have that issue where he was it the first yeah mm-hmm. he cheats on her right and they have this whole thing where you're like, oh my God, Miranda, please take him back. Please take him back. Because the whole reason he cheats on her is because Miranda is such a fucking boring fucking bitch mm-hmm. that he's like, I need to like try something, you know, I need to try something yeah. out. And that's what I thought. I was like, maybe Miranda will just like try this on for size. No, it sticks. It sticks. It And it's gross. 
Yeah. It's gross because it's not Steve. I don't it's know. I just Steve. really wanted the two of them to like. The awful part is, is that th- I just don't feel like we saw any sort of remorse. None. From Miranda. And the, I do. I don't want to say I like the idea, but I do like the idea because I do believe that especially women from what would be her generation. Yeah. Where being a lesbian is just not the thing, especially in a corporate, even though we were just talking about the fact that we don't even know what kind of law Miranda practiced during sex in the city, or if she's ever even had a a case, never Never in a courtroom. I don't think she was really a lawyer. I don't think she had a job. She was at the office like twice. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, it just wouldn't be okay for her to be a lesbian at that time. And that's, true i think for a lot of women so they get older and they're like oh i've been a lesbian this whole time or because they don't even it's it's not so much that miranda's a lesbian it's not it's that she is probably if i had to guess non-binary and i think they address that because even charlotte says like so what you're having non-binary sex with Jay? yeah so it's not so much that she likes girls it's that she feels passion with this person yeah with Che. I think what I don't like is the fact that it's Miranda, who is the one that was always, like, the most put together, the most decisive, the most sure, confident. Like, yeah, she was neurotic, but, like, she was, like, the one who you would always say was, like, the – out of the main four from Sex and the City, like, she's the one that you should strive to be because she had it together. I know, because I do remember, like, getting older, people would be like, now I relate to Miranda more. Like, mm-hmm. we all wanted to be, like, we all wanted the fabulous life of Carrie Bradshaw and have the sex like Samantha did and, you know, like, have the happy ever a- happy yeah. ever after as um Charlotte. But then as we got older, everyone's like, Miranda's so relatable. Yeah, no, and then like, there was the oh, shift. God. But as you were saying that, I also realized that, like, Cynthia Nixon was married to a man yeah. for a long time. So and she, then yeah. she married someone who I would say, like, looking at is, like, pretty, like, butch yeah. presenting. Yeah, I would say so. So I wonder if it's just kind of, like, Cynthia, you know, they're just, I wonder if she had any say in um, that character's development. Yeah, well, in the documentary they talk about the fact that originally Miranda was supposed to wind up hooking up with Nia Wallace, her professor. Oh, I'm glad that didn't happen. I am too. That would have been awful. And Cynthia Nixon was even like, that's not great. Yeah. So they decided to like move it towards Che. Oh, so, I mean, I, I don't know who's, I mean, it could have been anyone's decision, but I I just think that like, my heart broke for Steve more than I was happy that Miranda was happy. If it if she had married anyone else, yeah, I would have been like, okay, cool, like do you, bitch? But Steve will just always have that, like he's just like a puppy. And that episode where they're like painting the house, and it's him and Carrie, and he has the whole line about this is never coming off. He's like referencing his wedding ring. And he's like, mm-hmm. this is never coming off. Like, Oh, that killed what, me. That bothers me so much because like you were saying, Miranda shows no remorse. There's never no remorse. like, I, she runs off to do whatever with Che at the yeah. drop of a hat with like her and her son go to the airport together so they can take their separate flights to go like be yep. with people. And Steve's yep. just left at home, I guess yes. by himself. And like Steve is the only one who has, I mean, Miranda has this scene when she's taking care of Carrie cause Carrie gets, um, hip replacement surgery uh, randomly. And, uh, Miranda's taking care of her. I guess this will segue into 
Miranda's Miranda. plot, plot line, and I apologize. But, um, yeah, I don't have anything else really for Steve because we don't see a lot of him. We don't see a lot of him except for just the fact that he's like kind of deaf. Yeah, he's got hearing aids. And now. Miranda's unhappy with him. Yeah. Um, and then he's upset because he like thought that their life was good and this is what growing old together looks, looks like. like to him. To him. And it's like, and she it, says that it's not enough. And it kind of is like, it is like, it's really heartbreaking because it's like, that is what it's supposed to be. Mm. When you marry someone, do they get married? Mm-hmm. When you marry someone and it's like, f- what are your vows? You know, like the thing, like, like um, for better, for worse, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what you, that's what you picture that yeah. we get through hardships together. Yeah. And, um, that was it for him. And this was like perfect. And it just like wasn't, and it wasn't for her. And it just, I don't know, just kind of like rocked my world personally. Um, It made me sad. Like it made me, me, because even now when I go back and I watch Sex in the City and I see like the episodes with her and Steve and like the, like when it's like good and when she like professes her like love for him and how it's always been him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. No, it's fucking You dirty bitch. Yeah. You just wanted whatever you wanted you yeah. wanted your cake and to eat it too bitch yeah i'd be happy with steve but um but yeah that's so sh- so miranda is like d- like meets che and at first it's like not a good thing like it's like, just, like yeah they meet at the funeral and she's giving brady weed yeah or they're sure. giving brady weed and miranda gets pissed and blah, blah blah but then all of a sudden she's just like intrigued by this character to the point that one day um or, well, they go to like a comedy concert for Che. Yeah. And Che has this actually like it's it's a good speech. It's like a good Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice little yeah. monologue. About like she you know, Charlotte has like an awakening during it. And then Miranda has like a sexual awakening yeah. during it. Because Carrie's then her thing there. and Carrie's also just, just there. and Carrie is in the show. Yeah. Um, but Che is talking about how she like came out to her family as queer and non binary and you know, Charlotte's like, Oh my god, you know, she's talking about how her family loves her anyway and blah 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 and Charlotte's like, I love my I love my rose rock. Um but then she's talking about just like doing it, you know, like getting rid of do you have the like Oh um I, I just don't remember like what she's she says it's better to be it's Better, confused than better be to sure. be confused than to be sure yeah and it's sh- it, it, it triggers something in miranda that but causes her to yeah i think the thing that was missing with that <laughs> the thing that was missing with that <laughs> is they showed so much about miranda hating like being a mom to a se- like overly sexually active child um but when this speech happens you can see it like it switches something in miranda but you would, I, I don't know, I guess I just never would, really would have guessed that what it switched in her was that she hated Steve and wanted to fuck women. Yeah. I, I just like, like, I was like, oh, she just hates her life as, as, as a mom. Yeah. But it triggers something in her that, like, right after she stays late to hang out with Che, and then, like, the next episode, S- Carrie has surgery. Yeah. And Che comes over to help and finger blast Miranda into oblivion. Yeah, which we find out is lesbian sex. Apparently, yeah. Or non-binary sex. Non-binary sex. I've gotten finger blasted by so many people before, I just never thought that that was sex. I wouldn't associate it. But it is. Apparently. I had to look it up the one night. Hmm. Because they keep talking about it as as sex. And I was like... I'm like, like, they haven't had sex. They just (laughs) fingered each other. But I guess, like, what can you do? Like, with with... Two you're hallways. bumping two, yeah, bumping uglies like that. Yeah. So, 
Hmm. But anyway, um, Miranda's character just shifted into this like wild, crazy, like I'm doing the thing and I hate, I hate my life. So I'm going to do this instead. And it just was like really alarming. Um, as it is to just as it is us, it is to her friends. To, to her friends, she also has the storyline that kind of dissip- dissipates a little bit uh, with this whole like being the most woke. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have the whole thing where she's trying to make a good first impression on her black professor and she fails. And then there's another scene where like a security guard is asking Naya, her professor, for her ID badge, mm. and she's like, "This is Professor Naya Wallace." Like you, you don't, you can don't have to check her badge. Like I can vouch for her mm-hmm. after she's like already like made it through security, and it's like this whole big uncomfortable thing. And she's like, "Did you, did you have to say something?" White savior moment. Yeah, she was like, "The first thing I learned about being an anti racist that if you see something, you say something." Yeah, very white savior. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda, Miranda is the white savior character in the beginning until she decides to. And just totally And then it's all adjustment. out the window. Yeah. And then she gives up that really great opportunity that's yeah. not a scholarship, but like a, an internship, internship. maybe mm-hmm. at the end to go be with Che while Che films a pilot. For a TV series. Which who knows if it'll get, up, get picked up. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, and I like understand like at a certain age, like you want to be with the person you want to be with. But like for someone who is so career oriented, yeah. To just be able just to throw that away mm-hmm. and her husband. Yeah. And I guess I guess well, I guess. It is like an interesting turning point because some of us are figure you know, some of some people figure this stuff out in like their their twenties and their thirties. Yeah. Um, that like, hey, I wasted all of my time like focusing on work. I should be doing up you know, I could be having fun. Um but again, it's just like it's just the fact that it was Miranda. Yeah. And that's Miranda. <laughs> and that's Miranda. Charlotte. Mm. We've really talked a lot about Charlotte already, kind of with how she is with her kids. Because like, yeah. I think that's one of her biggest plot arcs of the of the show is this is the relationship with her kids and the relationship with LTW. Yeah. Because it's really, I mean, the stuff that's like with her and uh, Miranda and Carrie is not like all that interesting. Mm-mm. And her and Harry are just her and Harry. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it, they've built that, built her up for that for so long. This yeah. All the stuff that she wanted to be. Yeah. The only thing that I, I would say with, with, with Charlotte is that the scene or the episode after Big dies where she is just an emotional wreck mm. and it, it's so annoying. And you're just like, I'm already sad that Big died and this is what they're doing. But like now you're just going to like make Charlotte this weak, wimpy, weepy. Like I, I wanted just like, I wanted to hit her, like just yeah. like slap her across the face and be like, and I wanted Carrie to do it. I'm like, why aren't you doing more? Yeah. Like your husband just died. Like take some charge and you know, it just, it never happened. Yeah. She was like, I just want to avoid her. Cause she's so dramatic about this. Yeah. But throughout that whole episode, Charlotte's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked Charlotte, like in all of the, like, yeah, like in the Sex and the City series, I have always been kind of like mm-hmm. Team Charlotte. Like she's just so like pure and 
and sweet and like a little wild. But in this, I just like didn't really like it's not that I didn't care for her. I just was kind of like, oh, here's, here's another scene with Charlotte. And maybe it's because she was so pumped up with face injections or something happened well, to her. Something. I don't know. I just like cannot watch her. No. I, and I don't know if this is just something with like um, Kristen Davis Davis. But, like, I've always, like, been a, a fan of hers. I always thought she was a really good actress. And it's, like, Me too. I don't know if, if there's just, like, something happened, if there was, like, a disconnect. But one thing I did learn was that she filmed all of the stuff, all of the scenes with, like, her kids and with Harry before Miranda and, or before Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon even, like, started filming. So, like, she was the first one to start filming after doing the second movie two years or ten years ago. So she sort of came back into this new world with all these new people and new characters and just had to, like, do it. Yeah, okay. Because I will say, like, I I get more Charlotte how she used to be when it's, like, the three of them together. Yeah. But it's when she goes off and she's, like, with her kids and it's like, okay, well, and here we are. Let's do this. And then we'll do this. And yeah. I'm like, why are you talking like you're on an infomercial? True that. Anyway, that's Charlotte. That's all I really have to say. <laughs> Who else do we want to talk shit on? Well, the only one we have left is Carrie. And girl, that's an that's its own episode. That is its own episode, to be honest. Uh, but to be perfectly to be perfectly honest, in Sex and the City, Carrie is probably my least favorite of the main four. Yeah. But because of what has sort of transpired with Miranda and Charlotte, she's my favorite in Sex and er, and just like that. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest complaint, the biggest complaint I have that has not changed since Sex in the City into now, is that there's an episode where they talk about the worst breakup. Oh my God. Yeah. And Carrie says, Well, I've had the worst breakup. And I was like, Oh this shit, we're yes. going to talk about the post it. Mm-hmm. I love that. What a good callback. Mm-hmm. This is great. No one's going to buy it. It's so great. And Carrie says, My husband died. The ultimate breakup. The biggest missed opportunity of biggest. all time. I know. It- <sighs> all right, Carrie. Carrie's- Carrie, but I, uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Carrie, still great, still very fashionable. Very fashionable. The clothes are very cool. Mm -hmm. That stays true. Yeah, I don't have too many issues with her character in this. Honestly, it's just the, it's just the how she grieves. (laughs) And this, like, it's subjective, you know, everyone grieves how they need to. I just didn't like how she did it. And I guess it's, like, true to her character because it's very, um, I don't know, just very like attention seeking seeking yeah validation seeking or something like that you know she wants sympathy pity pushing i guess yeah like she's always asking for pity and what she um she wants people to feel bad she wants she wants attention yeah yeah one thing i will say that i do like that they did with carrie was that they gave her her own podcast in the last episode and it was called sex in the city that I loved. I, I like got the chills. Whole, yeah, me when too. Like, I was literally going to say that. And this is my first episode of Sex in the City. And I went, Ugh! Yes! 
I, I think that that I think that that is going to be a good like introduction to the next season. I, I actually so. have like high expectations for season two. I did until I saw the picture of Aiden. Aiden. I think Aiden's going to be an episode. I he- I hope. I if hope he's not a main character and they don't bring him back and he's like Gary's new love interest. Yeah, that'd be such a disservice. That. I know, especially because she ended that one making out with her hot ass producer in the elevator. I know. He's like, girl, get it. Have him slap that dick in and around your mouth. Yeah. It's about time she, like, sees someone new. It's been so many years. Yeah. Because even in the second movie, Aiden was in Dubai. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi do. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Velma is a totally different episode. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's rough. Um, but, um, yeah, I would be disappointed if they brought him back, like, 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 like full time. Yeah. But I would be interested to see Carrie with a new romantic partner and just see what her character, like, shift is like. Yeah. And will she shift? Will she? And then knowing Carrie Bradshaw, probably not. But you know what? That's all to be determined. Yeah. With And Just Like That, season two. And just like that, I think our episode's done. Let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap this shit up like a dirty diaper. <laughs> what was the drink of the uh, episode, Caleb? Oh my gosh, it was a Cosmopolitan. Yep. Fuck, I forgot. It was just a, a Cosmo. Anyway. But this was this was great. Um, Sex yeah. and the City is a show. Sex and the City is a show. It's a show. And just like that is also a show. And just like that, I think we're done. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Anytime. I can't wait to return and talk about season two. Two. Other than just like that. So, and just like that, we're done. But, um, hey, if you are a fan of making a martini uh, and anything else that I do, which is, I guess, just in making a martini. When you exist. Where did I just go? Um, But, yeah, if you're a fan, please share it with everyone you know. Give me a rating on Apple Podcasts because I need more. I just got a new one recently. It was just a rating. It wasn't a review. But, um, yeah, just go in there. Click that little five-star button. You can leave a review. You can share it. You can play it. You can play it with the volume down for all I care. That's really – that's fine. Um, But but just, you know, please do. And uh, welcome back to Season 4. I don't – like I said, I don't know which – order these episodes are going to get released in because this is still part of like the bulk that is going to happen in February but um, definitely stay tuned we've got some new fun exciting things coming we've got um, a writer from a really adorable miniseries coming out on Valentine's Day we have a potential Instagram hot ass man coming on to talk about what he does Mm, we do we do like watching his videos <laughs> uh we've got my boss coming on to talk business we've got oh god i don't even there's so much more coming on so just stay tuned and please keep listening and like i said share 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 um there are links to um adele's stuff that she was talking about earlier um in the episode notes there is a link to my instacart affiliation if you go and you sign up for instacart you get there you get free delivery on your first order that is over $30. So do that. Um, there's also a link if you want to support the podcast where you can quote unquote buy me a coffee or really whatever. It's just you go and you pick a, an amount to donate and then that is put into an account for me and I'll use it to buy whatever the fuck I want. 
But um, that's about it. And I think that's, that's all I got to say to y'all. So uh, this has been Making a Martini up dry and straight to the point. Cheers. Oh, fuck.